So we need to do a hello. Okay. Hi. Welcome to Chats Over Coffee with my yoga teacher. I'm the yoga teacher. My name is Kayla. And I'm, I'm Peter, who does the who studies under you. <laughs> there you uh, go. Also does stand-up comedy as well. So hello, it's it's May now. Yeah. Where's the time going? Well, we'll soon all be old. any specific business related yoga related things at your end that you wish to divulge about may i mean some of my stuff feels very niche but association of respiratory nurses have booked me in for their conference here in leeds so i will be doing that oh wow well congratulations but um... (laughs) thank you it's very niche. I don't think anyone listening is going to come, but it feels nice it's to say. It's just a boast then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm just boasting. Yeah. So that's quite fun. I think that'll be interesting. I'll be very, very mindful of any breathing I tell them to do. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they'll they're the cool bullshit on you. When <laughs> yeah, exactly. I don't get standing up and walking out, but uh, <laughs> that'll be fun. Yeah, that's cool. um, I've got a week off as well, so there will be uh, recordings only for that week. And then, yeah, just my regular schedule tuesday friday sunday online and wednesdays in person but only for people at the junction in leeds again bit niche but i'm hoping that my junction friends might start listening to my podcast so that's cool yeah that'd be cool (laughs) if you did so all your information's carefully cultivated on your website now is it roughly absolutely yes it is my name kayla mccormack com and if you go slash yoga then you get all the yoga like schedules and oh, stuff cool. there and information so great and you have an instagram mm-hmm. as well which you like so we'll, we'll be, I'll be yes. linking that in the show description so check mm-hmm. that out yes good so that's you done what are you doing this month in may there is a thing i'm actually because i always say oh i wish i had more to say than just i'm doing mm. some gigs but i do sort of have a thing so i have started a Substack which is a website which i think is mainly for journalism mainly for journalists that have been kicked off legacy publications i think <laughs> but so heterodox thinkers and whatnot but uh, i use it a little bit to like because i do follow some writers but i thought it'd be quite a good place to stick the odd bit of comedy writing that i do so it'd be like a blog but i just i really like the layout of it and i sort of thought well I don't know many comics using Substack, so maybe I'll be a pioneer. So I've set one up, and I've got something ready to go, so it should be out by the time this is out. It's only a page long. They're just, like, short things. I don't know how frequent it will be. So, yeah, I have that. So that is peterbrush.substack.com, and you can subscribe to that or just dip in every so often. Uh, it'd be free, and not, it's not going to be a paid subscription. I was going to ask you if you're going to charge for it, but yeah, yeah, so it's going to be free then. That's it good. will be free for the foreseeable future, until it becomes successful. Yeah. <laughs> then I can monetize. <laughs> but I don't know what I would do. What, what would I do to make it, like, to monetize it? Just say, oh, you can only read half the story. To get the ending, you have yeah, to subscribe. Yeah, to get the ending, you have to subscribe. Yeah, yeah. To get the punchline. So, we'll see how that goes. Sounds good. It kind of reminded me of something that I can't remember if I've told everyone about or not, but I've recently put up some free yoga classes, free resources on my website. 
they're short classes. They're like 15 minutes, 7 minutes, 30 minutes, and 20 minutes, I think. So there's, so I can't remember if I told everyone that they're there, but they're there if I didn't tell you. Well, thank you for Resources abound for free. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's all for free now. Because we just hope that you like it so much, you'll just get yeah, throw money we're at so, us. We're so desperate for validation <laughs> that we're just giving it all away. So. Anyway, enjoy this free podcast. <laughs> <laughs> How are you today? Yeah, fine. Yeah. Yeah. How was Morrison's? Uh, it wasn't too bad. It wasn't that, <laughs> it wasn't that busy. I don't like going there though. Do you not normally shop there? I always shop there. But you hate going. I hate going, yeah. But there's so many more automated checkouts now. And uh, I prefer it because I don't really like talking to anybody. And that's bad really because I know it means they don't need as much staff. So the robots are coming for their jobs. But <laughs> the robots are coming for my job eventually. Chat GPT. They'll end up writing better jokes than me in 10 years time. So Have you seen some of the chat GPT jokes? I don't think I have actually. I think I'm scared. I mean, have I got anything to worry about? So I tried to get on it and it said, oh, we're, a bit, we're too busy. So you have to wait. And one of the things it does when it's too busy is it does stuff on the side. And one of the things it said was like, oh, you know, write what's going on with ChatGPT busyness uh, as Shakespeare. And then it'll write it, you know, in Shakespeare language, whatever. And one of the things it did was write it as a stand-up comedy. And I was like, oh, okay. So so I, I, I read it. I just waited for it to finish and go through everything. And I read it and I thought, that's crap. And it even says like pause for laughs and pause for laughs and stuff. And I was like, that's not funny. I'm not. It wasn't funny at all. It was awful. So uh, I think we're pretty far away from any computer taking your job. Yeah, but it's always improving. I mean, they said what is it? ChatGPT three was the one that had the big launch, wasn't it? And then fours just yeah. come out, and apparently fours much better than three, and so it yeah. won't be long. Plumbers are the best people to. Uh, they're, they're the safest for a long time, I hear, because not only would you have to create a a plumber. Oh, plumber. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. Because not only would you have to be able to program a robot to know everything to do with plumbing, they would also have to be dexterous enough to get underneath sinks and in and that's pretty difficult there you go so safest job plumber yoga teacher's got to be fairly safe for the time being you think yeah i imagine so they'll be able to do robots that do all the moves won't they yeah but will you trust a robot will it not be like well you're made that way i'm human i'm not made that way <laughs> i guess so and i said mixed ability robots <laughs> oh sorry this one can't touch its toes so yeah, if you can't exactly, touch yeah. your toes watch that robot robots don't need to do yoga to touch their toes do they, they just need to go to some back street like person that's just gonna loosen a few nuts yeah exactly oh could you just you know adjust my robot ligaments please <laughs> but it's interesting isn't it like all the i don't know people get very um dystopian about mm. what the future will be like with with like robots and there's all sorts of weird things like when they have sex robots, will people even bother having relationships with people anymore? Certain people oh, and stuff. Oh, yeah, I've like, heard that. Um, yeah. like, would that just not be a logical extension from what they say about the way that a lot of... Um, then a lot of Japanese men don't have relationships now. Is that... Have I read that somewhere? Or Yeah, that they call them herbivore guys. They're just not interested. It isn't the case that they don't do it because they can't or something. It's more like they're just not bothered. Probably from overwork and stuff like that, mostly. I don't know we'll, we'll see because through dating apps and stuff apparently that's really bad for like a large percentage of young men like if you're on an app then people mm. judge you immediately on a look and stuff don't they whereas mm. if you're in like a yeah. bar or a friendship group or something 
then you can yeah. tell a joke. You could be it's funny, show yourself to be a relatively nice person, and such and such. Yeah. You don't get that on Nap, do you? So you, no. if you're like less of a catalogue good looking, perhaps mm. then uh, we could be creating a, a class of people that are just completely ignored. Because I, I said before, they check the mm. demographics of like because women on dating apps are much pickier than men. <laughs> surprise, <Not> surprise! surprise. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so it's apparently great for like the top small percentage of men that can you know have not who they want, but you know like are much more yeah. clicked on uh, than the large groups of. So yeah, it may not be that healthy. I don't know if. Uh, sex robots are going to be a uh, solace for these people but that's I mean that's that's grim because also if you have a yeah. a robot then uh, they're programmed to like you you don't need to yeah. make an actual effort to compromise or do anything I don't know I just think like with other things I think there'll be it'll it'll pretty much always be a split of people where it's like some people find that that that's fine and it's like a healthy uh, way to express yourself or something if you don't have a partner is it and other a, people are going to be like and other people are going to be like well you know it's really horrible and it should just be you know natural and yeah. not with other things and stuff but I, I don't know you know people make those but arguments if, about prostitution though don't they say oh some men that yeah. can't get anything need to have but I don't know as if that's not an exploitative industry and I don't know but yeah you yeah, you're yeah. saying that you remove the uh, person from that situation, replace them with a robot, and somehow that's better for some reason. I don't know. Like, it's, better? Is it better or is it just know. different? Is it just another of, option? You know what I mean? Instinctively, I, I'm uncomfortable with it, but I don't yeah, know I why that is. There's like a disgust factor, so there must be some mm, uh, ethical, mm. say ethical reason. I don't know. Like maybe not all yeah. of our impulses are ethically pure. But there's that. Have you heard that? I don't know if it's a, it might be Jonathan Haidt. I don't know. There's like someone that did a load of surveys on, I don't know if it's on morality, but just like ask questions like if a man mm. goes to a, uh, sorry, we're starting very graphic here, but if a man goes to a shop <laughs> right, and he buys a chicken and he goes home and has sex with the chicken and, and eats it. Right. The chicken's already dead. It hasn't hurt the chicken. It hasn't hurt anybody else. What's ethically wrong with that? Yeah, it's gross. Yeah, yeah other than it's gross. But is that <laughs> the justification for not doing it? Yeah, I don't know. I, I Yeah, grimace face because I don't know how to reply to that. So I think the breakdown of <laughs> the yeah. people that respond to whether that is something that you should be able to do or not is broken down often like if you're of a liberal mindset you can't really find any justification for it but if you apparently if you're more of a conservative mindset where you would say that there's something wrong with it because your disgust element tells you that it's not natural or something like that mm, but it's mm. interesting because i don't have a i don't have an answer to why you can't have sex with a dead chicken but <laughs> if you wanted to like i don't know talk about the more like mental side of it it's like surely there's a point where you need to have a healthy relationship with that side of you so like obviously you know having a relationship with a human is is kind of a you know we might say natural or whatever mm. but i mean like your relationship with yourself and your sexual behaviors has to be quite natural and if you're doing something like that well we know that's not natural because that like that's not the same species and things like that so then it makes you wonder like is that because you know you're ex you know putting out your energy in an unnatural way you know so then maybe from a spiritual aspect it makes us feel 
like from a physical aspect, it's obviously not very nice because we know it could be dangerous in a real life situation. But from like, you know, from like germs and stuff like that. Oh, right, yeah, but yeah. like from, you know, so potentially that could be kicking in. But from like a more spiritual method, it seems kind of like you're missing something spiritual in your life. So you're seeking it in weird ways. That's an interesting way of, yeah. Well, there you go. You know, there you go, Jonathan like that, Haidt. Maybe. That's your answer. <laughs> so. You know, it's almost like, you know, if, if you're doing that, then then maybe you need to look at the root cause. Yeah. You know, like with any other, any behaviors, really, you know, you have your psychological root causes for, for strange, what other people might consider strange behaviors, whether that's like, I don't know, how you fold your socks or, or something <laughs> more in, you know, weird and intense like that. You know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> obviously, it's an extreme example for the purposes of the fourth experiment, obviously, but yeah. Of course. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But yeah, that's an interesting mm. answer. Yeah, good answer. I try. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Oh, back to the robot. I was thinking it was quite good, and then I asked it a question, and it gave me the wrong answer. So now I'm a bit like, all uh, right, because <laughs> I've used it earlier to explain some really complicated equations that I was really struggling with. I found it quite interesting. It was almost like having like a little tutor because you could say like, oh, this is the equation. Can you explain it? And it would be, it's a bit, you know, it's a bit of a robot, so it would just literally go blah 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 blah. But then it's like, oh, but yeah, but what what about in this instance? And it would answer. So that was quite good because it's better than like a Google. But then it missed one of the, um, it just it just missed out part of the equation completely. So it was like, oh, well, you've, you've missed this, I think. And it's like, oh, yeah, sorry. I'm like, so now I don't trust it. Uh, yeah, but it would have learned from that, presumably, <laughs> so, wouldn't it? it? must learn from all the Yeah, but how input. many people are going to be asking about that? Like, is special relativity in terms of star formation and and expansion and stuff. So it was a bit, it was very niche. I was listening to a podcast the other day with a guy that has his own podcast, which I don't listen to. And he did mm. a whole podcast episode with ChatGPT answering his questions uh, in the style <laughs> of, as if he was interviewing Jonathan Swift, who I think died <laughs> hundreds of years ago, I think. And, oh, wow. and so he conducted the whole interview like with a dead person. So wow. I'm not sure how accurate that would be, but apparently the yeah. stylistically the writing was similar. Oh, that's kind of cool. And he asked it yeah. if, because apparently I don't know anything about Jonathan Swift, but apparently he might have had an affair mm. with a woman and the only thing that he couldn't get mm. out of him was if he'd had an affair with this woman and I refused to answer. So I thought, that's yeah. Funny. Yeah. yeah, clever. That's really interesting. It is interesting. I might ask uh, what uh, John Lennon would have thought about Black Lives Matter or something. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> So, going to talk about wrists and stuff, is that right? No, I thought we were talking about necks. Are we? Oh, okay. Oh, no. Have I made, I've made the wrong notes, have I? I mean, oh, it doesn't matter. There's not, a neck and, there's not a neck and shoulders one. Did we say wrists? I don't I know. Forgot. I think we can come back to wrists, that's for sure. Okay. I just we'll make a lot of wrists. hilarious jokes about teenage boys with strong one strong wrist and one. <laughs> but, so, that's all I prepared. <laughs> but, but, Oh, now I feel bad because I, I feel like I'm changing the topic last minute. No, 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 no. I've got nothing to add to it. I'll just I'll demur to your expertise and just have a <laughs> facetious quip every so often. Okay. Yeah. So I thought we could talk a little bit about next because like that's like, I noticed that when I did a class in person, I did like four classes, four or five classes and I, I labeled them. So I gave them topics and I did them in person because I knew I was going to finish that. I was giving that class back to someone else after that period. So we said, oh, let's let's label it. So one of the classes we labeled as neck and shoulder tension. And it, it was nearly sold out. I think it had one space on it. And, and normally that class had like three people in it. So I was like, okay, why are you here? 
is this just a coincidence? But basically, like most people said no. They saw the topic and they came to the class because they thought, oh, neck and shoulder tension, yeah, that's something that really bothers me. Good omen for the podcast episode title then. Yeah, there you go. So how how do you feel about your neck uh, when you go through like your average yoga class? Uh, Well, there's two aspects, your life. And your average yoga class, I suppose, if you want to think about it like that. Sometimes I feel like it really needs a good crack. (laughs) But generally, I don't really have too much trouble with my neck. But Mm. sometimes I feel like it needs just to have a... And then it'll be fully loose. And that doesn't always happen. Almost like it needs to pop or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But otherwise, I sometimes have neck issues if I've slept on a different pillow. Yeah. And does that feel like an ache? Yeah, maybe, yeah. Because I'm funny about pillows... I only ever have one pillow. All these two pillow people, so pampered, you know. Is it two pillow because one pillow goes under the shoulders and one pillow goes under the head? No, really? Surely people don't have two pillows right under the head. They'd be like, chin on the chest, wouldn't it? Like, I think they do. I'm pretty sure. I've, I'm pretty sure Really? I always assumed one went under the shoulders and one went under the head so that you're kind of like, almost like a wedge. So you kind of... Almost uh, propped up I've never seen this Maybe. technique. I haven't watched enough people it's, sleep it's by the, the only sounds thing. of things. <laughs> so if anyone would like to volunteer uh, videos <laughs> of them yeah. sleeping. Oh, yeah, not creepy at all. <laughs> For scientific yeah. purposes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what about on a computer? Uh... I guess it's like anything. Maybe I was worse and now I feel like I move more, so I don't think it's such a, a problem because of, yeah. you know, yogi things and so I don't know, but... I don't feel that's as much of an issue. I used to have a lot of tension in my shoulders. Yeah. Someone gave me a massage I lived with once and... Professional? No, it was a dude, of course. He was. Oh, okay. So he was trying out on me and I, I found it very... Um, like He kept commenting about how tense I was. Did that make you more tense? I didn't enjoy it <laughs> because it was... I just yeah. found... I found massages really uncomfortable. I don't know. I feel like... I feel too sensitive. Like the touching? Yeah, yeah. The, or the you mean like... Like like it actually hurts. Yeah, the pressing and stuff. Yeah. yeah, I don't know if. Yeah, yeah. Maybe he's doing it too hard. I don't know, but maybe I was generally too tense to really relax into it and stuff. I don't know. Mm. Maybe I need to have a barrier broken. <laughs> maybe you need like a set of them, like a set of ten, couple a week or something, or something, and get used to it. It's something. probably like whiskey, isn't it? Oh. Well, no, because like work? whiskey tastes horrible, isn't it? But I think. Yeah. Probably if you, you end up drinking a lot of whiskey, you might. You have to be broken by it, I imagine. I haven't been broken by whiskey because right. I still think it's disgusting. But, <laughs> but <laughs> It's like when you're a kid, when you first drink beer, it's just horrible. You have to... Mm. I don't think you like it, do you? I think no. you have to learn to like it. It just kind of reminded me of bread. It was like drinking bread. But I suppose that was the yeasty smell I was mm. smelling or something. But it was like... <laughs> now I'm a bit... I, w- I wouldn't have a beer. But if someone said like, oh, try this. It has a really unique flavor. And it was a beer. I would try it. Like, I'm not like weird but like i don't mm. drink beer so if you drink, drink then what do you drink i know you don't drink uh, much but no if you do drink no i don't so i i like rum oh. spiced rums and i like mead which is an honey alcohol which yeah is from the middle ages <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's delicious so i don't care <laughs> They always do a double take when you go to the, the bar and you ask for water. They're like, you want what? Nah, well, I ask for water <laughs> all the time at the bar. Do you? I'm often gigging at a bar and mm, stuff. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. it's fine. No one's ever gone, come on, man up. Ever. <laughs> 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 well, that's good. Because I know people 
who go out with like people from work and then they go oh, i'll buy everyone around what do you want and, and if you say like oh, i'll just have a coke or i'll just have a j2o and like oh no 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 and you're uh, like don't shout no in my face uh, just get me a water <laughs> and bug off that's not uh, <laughs> you know. as common i think there's oh, much that's good. there's less drinking now i think yeah than, uh, yeah there used to be no probably so. not good for the economy but that's great for humans <laughs> <laughs> That's your ethos all in one, isn't it? <laughs> Not good for the economy, but great for humans. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I can put that on my headstone. Oh, yeah. so anyway, we've gone so shoulders and necks, yeah. So. so coming back to the topic. <laughs> so what I kind of was thinking about is there's a few different things that kind of crop up when we start to talk about like neck and shoulders and that kind of stuff. One of the things you see quite often in like I don't know, fitness classes and things is like the the head roll uh, or, or like you know when you tuck your chin towards your chest and then you take it to one side and then you go back and then you go to the other side and then you tuck the chin again so you do like this full circle around with the head not like the exorcist where? no not that no, way like no. like okay <laughs> so I, used, uh, I mean so no no i've written it down we are not owls yeah, i wrote no, it down okay. because we are not owls so you don't want to do that <laughs> But you actually don't want to do the full circle either. So what what tends to happen is like, if you, you can think about the neck in four kind of sections. So you've got like your throat, you've got your left side, your right side, and the back of your neck, you know, so you, your spine there and stuff. And those four kind of main sections of the, the neck, they're all going to have different flexibilities. So it's very rare or it's more common one way than the other but it's usually more common that people don't have the exact same flexibility on all four sides of their neck so when you try and do that head that that circle you're going to be like especially if you start at your most flexible point so if say you're quite all right looking down so you look you to look down to start and then you try to go left at the same amount that you've looked down it's not going to feel very nice it'll feel really scrunched and uncomfortable and then you try and go back and you're throwing your head way back because same kind of thing. You're trying to get to this flexibility that you were or whatever. It's just not a very good idea and it makes it very uncomfortable. So basically the way I described it is if you were to take a pen or a pencil and put it at the very top of your head and then imagine you're going to draw a circle on the ceiling with that pencil, like you can go in a circle. There's nothing wrong with that. But if you draw a circle that's like going down onto the walls and all around you, you know, it's like a massive big circle, then it's worth just checking that you're actually comfortable with it. Because I think what tends to happen is people just mimic. Mm. So the instructor's quite happy with their neck. The instructor's, instructor's quite comfortable. And they're like, oh, we'll just do a circle, you know, get your neck going. And then everyone tries to do it. And it's like, <laughs> you know, and all these weird noises happen. And it's like, oh, I'm not sure that felt very good. And it's just because they're not used to it, you know. So really, I would always say semicircles. So just chin towards chest, back and forth. And then the same other way, looking up and then back and forth, kind of a little roll, rather than trying to do these full circles with the head. That's my little pet peeve, in case you no. didn't notice. Okay. <laughs> I actually decided to look up what owls' necks look like. And they're massive. I had no idea. Like, if you get the skeleton of an owl, their neck is so long. <laughs> All right. Okay. And that's how they do that. But, yeah, you know, it's how they turn around. So they it also is have just, very... they don't, they won't have, so they just have more vertebrae. Will they to mm. twist around? The vertebrae they... is slightly different as well. It's shaped different to allow more spin. And they also can they have only these do little it pockets. Once or can they continually circle round and round and no, round? No, they can't. They no, they can. They can't even go three hundred and sixty. They can just oh. go almost, right, and okay. then they have to come back. 
so they don't actually go round and round. Yeah. Yeah. But they also have these like little pockets in the skull or right at the base or maybe it's in the top vertebrae or something where it holds blood so that when they turn their head and they pinch all of the blood vessels in the neck, it doesn't matter because they've got these little puddles of blood in, in the top. Mm. So there's another reason we don't have little puddles of blood in our head. But that does bring me on to my next point, my next biggest pet peeve, because you see it all the time on social media especially, but even in your average class, is people putting their head all the way back. I think we have touched on this, but when you put your head all the way back, so you lift your chin up as far as it'll go towards the ceiling and you let the head just drop all the way back. Mm. Like, I don't have a happy neck, so I wouldn't do that anyway. But it's actually not very good for you. So your vertebral arteries can actually be damaged when you do that. And that kind of kind of hyperextension also impairs blood flow. And that impaired blood flow increases your risk of a stroke. Mm. So it's actually a little bit like, woo, <laughs> you know, when you kind of say it like that. Um, but basically, we have these, these kind of on either side of the esophagus, like at the throat, you have really big arteries that come up there but then you also have some that are in the spine so these little, little ones are a little bit smaller but they're still quite big and they come up inside the spine so when you when you throw the head really far back it starts to pinch those uh and, and kind of impair the flow as, as much so it's those ones that we're talking about not not the you know ones right at the front that you see in films that go you know yeah, get yeah. sliced. not those ones they're <laughs> they're usually all right with movement it's the ones that are in the spine that don't quite like it and then i've also seen that that kind of hyperextension in the neck could also increase the fluid pressure behind the eyes and it also puts a lot of pressure on the discs in the neck so usually the discs are happy to have pressure and movement but obviously going too far and being repetitive can be quite dangerous you know can be it's just it's just increased risk it's all about increased risk isn't it and i've noticed a term that we use in like fitness is hyper extension so kind of going too far with a joint which is just can come from being super flexible or not having enough strength or something like that. But specifically in the neck, I've noticed when you look up hyperextension in the neck, they use it to mean whiplash. So like an ex uh, a forceful event. So obviously I don't mean it like that, just, just to clarify. I don't mean whiplash. I do actually just mean like really far back in the joints. Have you seen that film? What film? Whiplash. Is it called Whiplash? Yeah. Yeah, about the drama. Yeah. With that guy in it. J.K. Simmons, the drum teacher. We like basically like sort of like half torturing the guy to be better at drums oh dear uh, <laughs> i don't remember that i think the How piece of music is called whiplash oh, but i liked okay. it because as an artist in averted commas it's sort of about mm. the guy sacrificing his well-being to be good at the thing sort of and mm. uh, i did i liked it but i thought it was i thought it was flawed but i kind of liked it like i probably yeah. wouldn't watch it again but that, I mean, if you're saying... Nothing to do with Nick's at all. Yeah, but <laughs> so, like... <laughs> but, you know, sacrificing your well-being to be good at something, you know, that does actually happen in a lot of places. Like, that happens in the yoga industry all the time, you know, where people are trying to get into certain poses or trying to look a certain way or trying to force their body. Everybody's body is different. And, you know, when you, when you look up, oh, what are the muscles of the neck and what are this? You know, there will be exceptions you know, and stuff. And it's always best just to really tune in to what feels nice for you and then listen to that and making sure you don't hang out in joints. You know, when you throw the head right back, you probably don't actually feel a stretch because you're just hanging out in the joints. The joints just do all the work and there's no muscle doing something. 
I think there's a bromance though, isn't there, to the idea of like sort of torturing yourself to become this like artistic figure, isn't there, I think. And mm. sometimes maybe it's actually best not to be that person. But, you know, yeah. there is a... I mean, I'm not... There will be people who... Like, obviously, there are contortionists, you know, people who that actually, you know, that go down that route. And there are people who, obviously, a lot of, um, like, say, Olympic athlete-style people who push themselves to be able to be the but best. But they're a, a, such a tiny thing. percentile of, um, like, the general public, aren't they? Like, people Of that course, are, yeah. Are and I would say that they are not... They're not healthy necessarily. I'm not saying they're unhealthy, but yeah. but what what they're doing to be able to do what they do isn't necessarily something where it's like, oh, well, aren't they the, the they're yeah. going to live forever? I think a lot you know, of sports people are like that. Actually, I mean, yeah. I, I haven't read. I remember a friend telling me when he read Andrew Flintoff, the cricketer's autobiography, he didn't know how much mm. conditioning went into like his body to try and get him to do this. Like, it's not a natural thing to bowl a cricket ball at ninety mile an hour. Like, it puts so right. much strain on the body. So, you know, you could be objectively looking at this person and think, wow, this is the person at the peak of physical fitness. I'm not sure anybody really thought that about Andrew Flintoff. (laughs) But the strain that you put on yourself doing that isn't actually that healthy. And the things you have to do to condition yourself and these things that, like these underlying pains that you just have to live with, like to push Mm. us to be able to do that. Yeah. So what what I'm basically trying to get out and what you're saying as well is like, if unless you want to be that person, unless there's a reason or a goal you've set yourself, I want to be the best cricketer, I want to be a contortionist, I want to do this. There's no point trying to do that in your life now, because it's not going to make you healthy. We don't really need to be forcing ourselves to look a certain way or be a certain way in a pose to try and make it right. The best thing is, and that's obviously what I teach, is just to listen yeah. to what feels good for you. You know, I've noticed that when I do... I taught a couple classes where I, I did really wide things with my legs. So like, you know, triangle pose and your forward folds and stuff like that. And your very wide leg poses. I did that like a week straight and for a few different classes. And then afterwards, I felt my hips were aching. And I thought maybe, oh, I've stretched a bit or something. But then when I really, really thought about it, I think, no, I, I think I've gone too deep. Like, I don't think it was just like, oh, I'm a bit achy from, you know, muscle ache or something like that. It kind of feels different than that. And I think if you don't pay attention, you might go too far with things like that. And then the neck is a really easy one to do that. And especially in our daily life, because obviously in our daily life, we're holding our heavy head up all the time, you know, and the head has to go on top of the spine. And when it doesn't, so when we're on a computer and we're trying to look at a screen and you do that little lean forward. Yeah, I was just straightened up as soon as you you said that. It's so hard not to do that little like chicken neck thing where you roll and round. But the thing is, is if you do it for long enough, your body will adapt to that position. So you actually, they actually have a, a name for it, though I can't remember. But you'll build up a little lump at the base of the neck and the top of the shoulders on the spine of connective tissue of fascia. So it's almost like giving yourself a hunchback. But obviously true hunchback is part of the spine, not connective tissue but it's always something that you can you can start to reverse the more you think about it but obviously if you've let yourself go for too long when you bring the head back in line it won't feel like it's in line you'll feel like you're leaning back or something like that so you could use some help sometimes just to uh you know try and get things to line up again and make sure you're not going too far one way or the other but 
the head is heavy. So the best thing to do is just like be mindful that you're not leaning forward loads all the time. And you can do it when you're driving as well. So if you, if I wear a hair clip, I know I don't think you wear a hair clip, but uh, not yet. <laughs> ladies that sometimes wear ponytails as well and stuff like that. If your car seat, which it should do, comes up behind your head, then you have a ponytail that sticks out like a good few inches. Your head is going to be sticking forward of the back of the seat. So you do that kind of chicken neck, even when you're driving. So always remember to take that out when you're driving so your head can rest onto the back of the chair. And the other thing as well is obviously in your practice, you know, support yourself. So when we did our focus class on the head, on the neck and shoulders, throughout the class, I made a point to make sure the head was actually supported. So when you look up, interlock your fingers and support the head in the hands. When you rest in a pose, if you're, especially if you're resting down, make sure the head is on something. So if you don't feel like you can get head to the floor, use a block. Today in our fat class, I used tennis balls right at the top of the neck, just two tennis balls right on either side, right at the top of the shoulders between the, like at the sides of the neck. And that's really nice. That's one of my favorite things to do. And you just kind of tuck them in under the skin and then they stay. (laughs) Well, you have to kind of do one side at a time then. (laughs) So that's my tips. You do that thing. Is it the magic neck thing? I like doing that. It does feel, yeah, I don't know. It's just, I don't know, it's just cool. It's good, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I always thought when I did that, I always, I'm always like, did it work? Do people think I'm crazy? No, it does work. Do they work. think, what are you talking about? It Definitely does work works, though, doesn't yeah. it? I mean, yeah. obviously not explained what I'm talking about here. I don't think I can explain it on a podcast. You might have to go find it on something, on my social media or something. <laughs> so you, if you turn your head to the side, your neck would only mm. go a certain distance before. Yeah, so if you're not forceful, no. yeah, and yeah, you turn your head, you can probably see something. So you usually find the corner of something, a window or something like that, line your nose up with something. And then you can do this trick with your arms where you stack your arms, you do a little stretch, and then you look back. And the neck goes further, yeah. And it goes further. Yeah. Exactly. It does work, yeah. I can verify. And it's really cool because I feel like that emphasizes the subtle aspect of what we're really trying to get at when we do our yoga practice is that gentle, you know, little tweaks that make a really big difference later. So if an owl did that, it would be able to go 360 then, would it? There you go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Can you imagine the little owl with his little wings doing the two and fro. <laughs> it's quite cute, isn't it? I'm just a little tawny owl. Yeah. <laughs> so the answer is basically do yoga, isn't it? That's always the answer. Yeah. So. Yeah, do yoga in a safe and comfortable way. <laughs> with a qualified teacher. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> with an ex- you know, you're we- an experienced yoga teacher now as well. I, I really like, <laughs> that's all on you, you're like, um, like whatever your signature is now, isn't it? Like experienced yoga mm. teacher. Because you've, obviously, congratulations, but also I do think it's quite funny. It's almost like, I'm, I'm, I'm actually experienced, unlike the other, like. <laughs> like I know. Well, I mean, well, I suppose everyone's going to have a point where they're like, they're brand new to of teaching course, yeah, so yeah. they don't really know you were teaching recently before you were designated experience weren't you so yeah but what i mean is like you can be a yoga teacher and then when you've been teaching for over four years then in 2000 hours then you can be experienced yoga right. teacher. so apparently you have to spend four years in 2000 hours and then you can say you're experienced who's who is it that said that thing Ten thousand hours oh yeah who said that i'm gonna type that in that's a famous you thing know, yeah it's a it's a thing isn't it We've mastered something. Malcolm Gladwell, that's it. Oh, yeah. 10,000 hours to become the master of a skill. I wonder how long it would take me to do 10,000 hours of teaching yoga. 
I don't know how much it's going to calculate up. How many hours a week do you do? do you... Oh, well, I, I used to do 10, but now I tend to do like five, okay. really. So 10,000 hours. Just teaching, obviously, not the other stuff that comes with running a business. <laughs> well, should we say seven? You do seven hours. Yeah, okay. We'll go for seven. Bloody hell, I don't think I've done this. We'll have to divide seven by 10,000 and then times it by... No, hang on. No. no so no, 10,000 10, divided by seven, yeah? And times, that's how many weeks? No, that's how many hours a week you do. No, because you're, you're changing the hours into weeks. So you've got 10,000 hours. Right. Oh, and yeah. You're dividing so. that by seven hours a week. Oh, okay. And you've yeah. got 1,428 weeks. But then there's, what, 52 weeks in a year? Yeah. So Probably less than that because obviously I'll have annual leave at some point. So am I dividing that by 52 year. then? So then it's 27 years or 27 and a half. Oh, there you go then. Yeah. So at seven, and that's if you if you do seven hours every single week, consistency as well. Consistently well, some weeks you do well. ten. Though you said you used to do ten. Yeah. So you've got that in the bank, yeah. haven't you? Yeah. What you've only yeah, got to do another so, seventeen years? Is that right? Family, yeah. Uh, well, no. I, this this July, I'll be teaching for eight years. So but you did yoga before that. Twenty. So. Yes, but I didn't teach it. So yeah, but you in terms of mastering the the thing, you'd still be practicing mm. the thing, wouldn't you? So, so what are you mastering? Yoga or teaching yoga? I would say yoga, but okay. Then I've got about yeah, fifteen years or so. <laughs> I've still got a bit of time before getting. I've written. I write down how many gigs I've done ever. So oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've done two thousand three hundred and twenty-seven gigs, but they're not all the same length. Some of those are five minutes, and they're not all an hour, are they? They'll be like some of those will be yeah. an hour, some will be five minutes. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is fine, obviously, but like. Nowhere near a thousand hours then, are you? <laughs> Not even ten thousand gigs. So yeah, I've got uh, yeah. a long, long way to go there. But but then you know I've put a lot of effort into being funny over the years outside of the stage. Yeah. So you know it's a it's a discipline. Yeah. Well, it's a discipline, or it's like me being a childish idiot in situations which don't warrant it often. But you know, <laughs> it's still an arbitrary amount. Ten thousand, isn't it? That just sounds like a good. Yeah. It's weird that that is exactly the same number of steps that they decided you to do, <laughs> isn't it? I was actually just thinking about the ten thousand steps as well. <laughs> That is an arbitrary amount that I think it's a Japanese guy come up with when he was trying to sell Fitbits or something. What, the steps? Yeah, it's just a... I like, didn't know they that. They just decided 10,000 sounded good. They just decided you can get halfway across Tokyo in 10,000 steps. Yeah, maybe, so, yeah. There you go. <laughs> right, should we wrap that up then, shall we? Yeah, yeah. I think so. I think we, we covered quite a bit. No, I think it's all right. Just quickly say thanks for listening. Should we just say, say thanks for yeah. listening? Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening. For... I hope you enjoyed it. Please let us know. Get in touch. If you have anything, any questions, any topics you want us to talk about, any any opinions you want to share, please do let us know. And uh, do that via websites and social media things, which are linked below. So Instagram and both of our individual websites, which you can find in the show description. Yes. And back next month to maybe do wrists. Yes. We'll talk about wrists. I'll make a note. This time I won't forget. Don't let's not guarantee it'll be wrists. Have have a bit of mystery to it, you know. Oh, okay. Like it could be wrists, but tune in to see. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>